Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Is college a scam in 2024? Hi, welcome to episode 18 of Backs of All Trades podcast, where today I'll be aiming to answer that question. It's one that I think a lot of people are asking themselves these days, especially those who are about to go to college or around that age. And there's a number of reasons why this question has come up. The main one being that college has gotten a lot more expensive, especially in the United States where we don't have free education across the board. University tuition has literally gone up 40%, even like adjusted for inflation is 40% more expensive than it was only 20 years ago. And if you go back even 40 years, university today is 135% more expensive, meaning it costs more than double to go to university adjusting for inflation today than it did 40 years ago. So it's no surprise why this question is being arisen. Additionally, I think that a lot of people think there's a lot more tools. We have the internet, right? So I can get an education online, or at least a lot of people think that. And uh, additionally, I think a lot of people think that maybe a degree doesn't carry as much weight as it used to. Almost everyone today can go get a degree. A lot of these questions uh, sort of compounding into a lot of people sending the message right now. I think a lot of, especially young boys, are receiving the message that attending university is a scam. You would be better off using your money and your time and those four years doing something else, right? And uh, so I want to offer my own perspective on it. Uh, I think that, you know, I recently graduated from Georgia Tech in May of 2022. I graduated with a computer engineering degree and a minor in computer science. So I'll not only be talking about my own experience, but bringing up a a lot of statistics as well. Uh, so why do people think it's a scam? Uh, I, I mentioned that it costs so much more and uh, the fun underlying questions uh, when people would decide whether it's a scam or not are probably the following three, right? Does a degree matter? Is it even necessary in 2024, right? Do you have to go to university? Uh, I think that University used to be exclusively for the elites, then it kind of became democratized and a lot of people could go to university and now because it's becoming expensive again, but yet everyone is still told to get a degree. I think a lot of people think like it's been watered down. Um, the next one is like, what do you actually get out of your education, right? Do you actually get the skills and the tools necessary to go and say perform a job or to make a lot of money? That's another one. And then the last one is like, what is the actual return on investment? Uh, this can be monetary. This can be, you know, life fulfillment. But I think most people think about it as monetarily. So it's like, because it's so expensive, will I actually make more money from having my degree than not having my degree? So I'll be answering all of those questions in this episode. Sort of to frame my answer, because I think that... Uh, like with a lot of things, I think that nuance is important. And I think a lot of people get rid of nu nuance and they say college is either a scam or it's not a scam, right? Well, the truth is it probably can be a scam depending on what you're studying, where you're going to school, what you're actually applying for and a bunch of other factors. And there definitely are cases where uh, the university, I would argue, could be a scam. And I think there's plenty of other cases where it couldn't. So what really determines that? So I want to ask, you know, the questions in order that I just said and sort of answer them, which was the first one was, does a degree matter? Do you need a degree in 2024? I hate to break the news to everybody, but 75% of new jobs require a degree. 
there are actually more jobs today requiring degrees than there were ever before. So there are some areas where people will say, oh, you know, we don't require a degree. Required, by the way, does not mean not recommended. Uh, and the truth of the matter is that education is actually becoming more important, even for landing jobs, not less. I think a lot of people are under the assumption that employers are not caring about degrees as much. And that's just simply not true. And so uh, you are actually at more of a disadvantage when applying for jobs, not having a degree in 2024 than any time prior. And I think that's uh, not what a lot of people think, but the data backs it up, right? Um, jobs also require experience, right? I think this is where a lot of people say, oh, it's a catch 22. Like, how am I supposed to get an entry level job that requires two years of experience? I have an answer for you guys. It's that you need to be starting your career during university. They're called internships. They've been around for a very, very long time and they are now basically required, right? This is especially true in like software engineering, which is a field where I particularly work. But uh, across the board, you should be trying to start your career during university. It's not every summer you don't go back home and work at a bartending job or uh, your, your local lifeguarding or not do anything, right? You should be trying to land internships during university, start your career during university. Georgia Tech was really good about this. It was something like, 80% of kids when they graduated had done at least an internship or a co-op. It was uh, very baked into the culture. Uh, if you're at a university where that's not true, um, then yeah, you need to focus on that. So that's how you have experience when you're applying for an entry-level job. The next question that I mentioned was, what do you actually get out of your education? And this is where I'll be spending a bulk of the time talking because uh, I think a lot of people uh, think that, you know, what you get out of the degree is a piece of paper, and that's absolutely not true. Um, but I will admit that most degrees are somewhat broken, right? I think curriculums uh, for a lot of majors and maybe even the best majors are broken. There's a lot of fluff, right? This is one of the most common complaints is that uh, you spend 50% of your degree studying stuff that isn't actually directly re related to your major or related to what will help you land a job. And uh, I think that that's a valid criticism. I think that, you know, there are probably a lot of courses that uh, maybe aren't necessary and, um, I, I definitely had a handful of courses that I'm like, I wish I'd not only didn't have to pay for this, but didn't have to waste my time doing it. And that's one of the biggest, I think, criticisms of university, uh, today. And it's, it's a valid one. Um, I do want to challenge it just a little bit and say that there is a very good reason why someone who is, for example, studying engineering should take humanities courses or someone who's taking humanities courses or who's studying humanities should take STEM related courses. And that just comes down to being a more well-rounded human being, right? I think that uh, you to pigeonhole yourself at 18 and be like, okay, for the rest of my life, I'm only going to code uh, makes you a very one dimensional person. And additionally, you might not know exactly what you want to do yet. And so having exposure to many different things is actually very important. And uh, part of college is like broadening your horizons in a lot of ways. And I'll talk about that in a little bit, but it's, it's not just 
I'm going to turn you into an engineer or I'm going to turn you into a journalist, right? I think that university should be and has said since its inception uh, meant to sort of make you a well-educated person, which doesn't just mean hyper-focused on one field, right? I think that's more what grad school, like master's or PhDs, that's when you really, really zero in on like one topic or one field. But as a bachelor's degree, you should get exposure to a lot of different stuff. So if if you're an engineering student and you're complaining you have to take philosophy, I challenge you to think how that might help you in the future and uh, not necessarily as an engineer, but more as like a person and just being a more interesting person, right? The other thing is that I think a lot of people think that the education is poor at universities, which at some, it definitely can be. So I'm going to offer an anecdote, which is that I went to Georgia Tech. As I mentioned, I studied computer engineering. I showed up to campus knowing zero coding, right? None. I had no coding experience. And at the end of my four years, I was adept enough at coding to land a very high paying job. I made like 150 grand plus straight out of university. And guess what? I didn't spend any time on my own coding. A lot of people are like, oh, I still have to self-teach anyways. No, if you're getting a good education and you're actually applying yourself in classes, right? You're not sleeping through classes. You're not skipping classes. You're not uh, not paying attention in classes. If you actually, you're not cheating in classes, right? If you're not doing any of those things, you can actually get a insane amount of knowledge from these people who are, their job is literally to teach, right? It is so much, I promise you, it is so much easier to learn from somebody who's been teaching for a long time, who's very good at the skill that is teaching than trying to teach a topic to yourself, right? That's just a fact of the matter. And so uh, the education is a lot about what you put in. I think so many people get into university and especially if they're not learning, they take their own responsibility out of it. And they say that it's the teacher's job to teach me. So if I didn't learn, it's their fault. No, it's a two-way street. It's kind of like the, you can't bring a horse to, or you can bring a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Like at some point you are going to have to actually put in the effort to absorb the knowledge they're teaching you. And yes, there are poor teachers out there, but I would say on the whole, people are more critical of the teachers than they are of themselves. And, uh, you know, there are kids who were alongside me in my coding classes and graduated not knowing how to code. So what was the difference between us? I actually applied myself. Uh, so yes, you actually can get a great education in university. And I won't even say it has to be a great school. If you go to a four year state accredited school, right? Public school, you, I promise you, your professors are good, right? It, it, it just happens. Academia is actually a very uh, difficult field to get into. And so if you're a tenured professor at a big school, um, even some small schools, then you will be a good teacher. And uh, I think, again, a lot of people are hypercritical of teachers when they necessarily shouldn't be. Access to human capital and literal capital that you won't get anywhere else. This is something that is, again, particular to a university experience. I'll I'll start first with the human capital. I already mentioned the professors, but uh, I, I... Again, I'm going to use an anecdote, but I went to Georgia Tech and I had professors who were industry leaders in whatever field they were actually teaching me in. Some of them had patents. Some of them had companies that they had sold for millions, if not billions of dollars, and then teach for fun. They had written the textbooks that are taught across the country for that course. And Georgia Tech is a state school. Is it a great state school? Yes. But every state school has the, has those stories and, uh, being, having access to those professors is something that you can't get online. The, the mentor that you're paying an exorbitant amount of money who actually doesn't have any experience teaching you the thing that they want to teach you, your professors on the campus do. And, uh, so yeah, you literally cannot get that online. I promise you. 
Uh, the other thing is the the literal capital, right? Uh, there's so many clubs and so many like maker spaces, right? Georgia Tech had so many maker spaces with literal millions of dollars of equipment that was free to use as a student. Obviously, you're paying tuition. But what a lot of people actually don't know this is a this is an aside is that it still, especially for public schools, it costs more to put you through that school than you are paying. Right. People think that they're like making money. No, like granted budget allocation might be messed up, but it costs more to educate the student than you're paying. That's how public schools work. That's how they get government funding. And so I think a lot of people think that they're profiting. They're not. And part of that is because it is expensive to teach people. And uh, so, yeah, I, I agree that the budgets could be messed up and there's probably a lot of bloat in like administration and stuff. That being said, it's not like they're profiting off of you. I promise. Uh, and yeah, so with the literal capital, that stuff, uh, additionally, um, you know, clubs like startup accelerators and stuff like that. If you're interested in entrepreneurship, you can literally receive investments from people at the university that again, would be incredibly difficult to do, not at a university, the network you can build. The next one is I'm going to talk about is like alumni network, right? This is huge, right? It, it can literally supercharge your career. And again, you don't have to go to, uh, a super top school, right? If you go to a big public school, you have a very broad alumni network that can, that work in high positions at companies that can hire you or people who are your peers now who will go do great stuff. And you can work with each other and collaborate with each other in the future. Uh, and having that alumni network is so powerful, right? It's not, you know, you ever, you ever heard the phrase, it's not about what you know, it's who you know, it's absolutely true. It's absolutely true. No matter what field you're in, I don't care if you're a software engineer in finance in marketing, it doesn't matter, right? Who, you know, is so powerful and just going to the school literally puts a badge for the rest of your life. That's like, I am an alum of this school. And all of a sudden you have a network you can call on. And so that is an incredibly valuable piece of your education and your degree. And you going to university that is not talked about. Um, yeah. Now I want to talk about more than what's taught in the classroom. Cause I think so many people think again, that your degree is the piece of paper. That's what you're paying for. And university is so much more than that. Uh, I think for a lot of people and for me too, it is a gradual transition into adulthood. Think about when people go to university, primarily you're 18 years old, right? Uh, for the people who are like, I'm going to just start my own company or I'm going to, uh, drop ship or I'm going to do whatever, right? Uh, and I'm just going to start making money now, right? There's a lot of things that you do in university that you will not have uh, the, like you'll have to learn them the hard way, basically, if you don't go to university. And so when I say gradual address, uh, gradual transition into adulthood, what I really mean is that uh, you have to start learning how to balance like taking care of yourself, literally doing your laundry, feeding yourself while balancing a social life, while actually performing at a high level in something difficult like your classes and managing multiple classes, multiple different responsibilities, right? Up until this point, you might not have had to do that. And university kind of forces that on you. And that's why so many people, when they get to freshman year, it's a big, big change because it's like, oh, you know, if I don't eat right, I start feeling bad and, but eating right. So I have to prioritize that and going to the gym and doing all of these other things. And I think that that's great, a great way to do that in kind of like a sandbox rather than just being thrust into the real world. Like, Hey, you're an adult now figure out how to do all of these things at once. You can sort of transition. And I think that's great. Uh, the next one is, uh, like I, I just mentioned a sandbox, but like a sandbox to socialize, right? This one is rarely talked about. And I think it's kind of like taboo today, but I, I think that like, 
intersexual dynamics and learning that is really important. How do you interact with the opposite sex? So many like men and women today, but I'll say particularly men or boys don't know how to interact with a woman. And it's like, why is that? It's because there's not a lot of times where that happens organically anymore, or maybe uh, guys, uh, boys are a bit more scared to do that. At university, that's a great place to do that. And uh, I personally was in Greek life. I have a whole episode dedicated to talking about my time in Greek life. But um, if you're at like a really big school, I don't think it's necessarily necessary. At Georgia Tech, I would say that your social life would definitely suffer if you were not in Greek life. But my point being, that was really great for me because I came into college, I'm not going to lie, super socially awkward, super timid, no idea how to talk to girls, right? And it's like, I want to eventually be able to marry someone someday. What are the steps leading up to that? Walking backwards, you have to learn how to Okay, get a girlfriend. Well, to get a girlfriend, you have to learn how to have a girl become interested in you. To have a girl become interested in in you, you have to learn how to talk to them and be a normal person, but also be flirty, but also do all these things that are a lot of skills. It's skills and it takes practice. And uh, imagine like being a 23, 24 year old guy, not ever doing that. And now you got to like walk out into the real world where all of these people have jobs and you're doing that like for the first time in a bar for the first time. That's a nightmare. Whereas if you do it, in a university setting where it's sort of normalized, right? My social life personally was built into me. It's like every Friday there would be events where I would have to meet people who I didn't know before. And I would have to see people who I would have to like socialize with. And that sort of built me up over time. And that literally like changed my life and who I am outside of university, graduating from university is totally different from who I was when I stepped onto campus. And that would not have happened had I not gone to university. That growth was completely tied to my experiences at Georgia Tech and at my fraternity. And so again, that is something that I learned Uh, That's not just directly in the classroom, which is why I say a degree is so much more than what's in the classroom. Additionally, you learn stuff like how to interact with groups on group projects, right? Working on someone in a group project is analogous to like, how do you deal with an employee? And if someone isn't there, isn't pulling their weight, or if someone is uh, like how to deal with conflicts when someone is not doing what you want them to do, or like I said, not pulling their weight or uh, takes credit for somebody else's work, right? These are all real scenarios that happen in the real world, but in college, the stakes aren't nearly as high, right? Your job isn't attached to it. Uh, you probably don't have a lot of money attached to it. And so these are great time as a sandbox to learn a lot of these real world scenarios. I think that it, that's why I think you can learn a lot of the, uh, the things that will happen in the real world, but with much lower stakes. And I think university is great for that. The next thing you can do is you can learn what you, what you like and what you don't like. I think, you know, imagine trying to commit to starting a business at 18 and you're working really hard and you realize, oh, I actually don't like this. Or maybe you think that you're supposed to like it. Whereas at university, because you get exposed to so many different things and you do actually pick a major, you can change your major. It's like, oh, I thought I wanted to become a veterinarian. Turns out I don't. I thought I wanted to become a doctor. Turns out I don't, right? You have the opportunity to do that because you get exposed to a tiny bit of what it's like in the real world. Whereas if you have to do that blindly, uh, you can't really, for example, say, oh, I'm gonna try becoming a vet uh, or like a doctor in the real world, you just can't do that. Right. Or even like a software engineer. I think that, um, it's a lot better to do it in that scenario rather than trying to have to figure that on your own. Um, and so I think that that's a great way to figure out again, what, what are you really meant to do? What are your passions? Um, and university is a great way to do that. 
The last one that I want to talk about is exposure to new ideas and cultures. Um, so many people will be coming into one group, but they'll be from so many different places. I had people from literally across the world, but then play people from really rural areas of even Georgia. I'm personally am from New Mexico. Uh, we had people from California. And again, like I said, literally all over the world. And what you realize is, oh, you know, maybe my small town ideologies, what I thought about certain people or certain politics or certain things, uh, you start to gain new perspectives when you interact with new people who have different life experiences than you. And uh, I think that a lot of people are very uh, sort of narrow in their view of the world before they come to college and college almost always broadens that. And, uh, I, I can almost tell, I'm not going to lie. I can almost tell if somebody has lived in the same place their whole life, just by based on the way that they speak, the way that they act, um, and how they talk about, you know, certain other cultures or certain people. And so I think that college is great for that as well. The next thing I want to talk about, uh, cause I think a lot of people do carry about the money. That was all the things that your degree, actually what your education you can get out of it, it is sort of the lifetime ROI or what is the return on investment of a degree. And again, what people may not want to hear is that people with college degrees in 2024 still out earn people without college degrees in their lifetimes, right? This includes paying back their student loans, right? The last, the lifetime earnings of someone who goes to university still makes more money. A lot of people are like, oh, but there's so much debt. Like, how could that be possible? Google it, right? Fact check me. I dare you. You will still make more money on average, right? On average, just because you have somebody, you know, who went to, who didn't go to school and is a multimillionaire that does not disprove me. On average, people with degrees make more money than people without. And actually, 88% of millionaires have a bachelor's degree or higher. Over 50% of those have a master's degree or higher. And a lot of people will say, well, did they use those degrees to get rich? For all of the other things that going to university teaches you, I would argue they did, right? Whether they literally got their made their money from the field that they studied is beyond the point because I think that there's so much more to university again that you learn. So I would argue they did, right? Both of my parents were very well off and neither, both of them studied engineering and neither of them use engineering on day-to-day basis. And yet they both credit their degree for a lot of their success. I do the same. Some other interesting things that is, uh, you know, there's definitely confounding variables here. So it's not a direct correlation or an, a di- direct causation, but college graduates, they live longer they're healthier. They're more likely to have good long lasting relationships and marriages. They're less likely to have children out of wedlock. Uh, And again, fact check me on these things, but there are so many things that point to uh, a college education being correlated to a much better, longer, happier life uh, that you just can't ignore, right? These trends exist. And again, I'm not saying that college causes all of those things, but the type of people who end up going to university are the type of people who end up living these lives. It is still the best way to move out of your economic, current economic class, right? If you're in the socioeconomic class where you're in poverty, basically going to a good university or going to any university is still the best way to move out of that. Right. Think about the kids. It literally takes one generation, right? My dad's parents did not go to university. He was incredibly broke. He comes to the United States. He goes to university. He's very well off. All of a sudden, boom, my trajectory is entirely changed. Our entire lineage now is changed. And that's all it takes, right? You can think about all the people who uh, grow up in a super poor area. They go to like Stanford or not even Stanford, but again, they go to university. They're the 
first gen college students, they break the cycle. And all of a sudden their kids live a much better life than they did. Right. And college is still the best way to do that. Uh, uh, now I want to get a little bit mm, critiquing, uh, because it does matter what you study and where you study. I think that I just said that on average, right? But there are things, right? You have to think about what you're going to study and not all degrees and not all schools are created equally. And that's where I, you can't just say on the whole college is not a scam because again, there are things that are kind of, that could be argued are a scam, but I think it's your fault for walking into them. And I'll explain why in a second, I'm going to go over some of the most regretted college majors, right? See if there's a trend here, journalism, sociology, liberal arts, communication, education, marketing, English, all of these have above a 50% regret rate when they were asked in a survey, do you regret your degree? And actually in the high ones, like journalism was almost 90% of people regretting their degree. And it's like, why, why would these types of people regret getting their degree? It's obvious. Uh, they don't pay as well and they're harder to land jobs. They're more competitive, right? If you are going to take out a massive amount of debt to go study something, you need to know what jobs your major can get and how competitive it is to get them. It's not like, again, every major is not created equally. And so it's not like college automatically equals get rich. And if you go study something without doing that due diligence, you are stupid. Like that is your own fault. If you, again, it, other ones that aren't on that list of regretted ones, but things that are a lot harder to make money are stuff like performing arts, uh, you know, anything that basically, you know, doesn't have almost a guaranteed job at the end of graduation, provided you do the right things. And, you know, what are the, some of the least regretted majors? Of course, there's STEM majors. STEM majors tend to pay the highest, right? And towards the top are any engineering's, uh, it's computer science, right? Those tend to not be regretted because people make a lot of money with them. And I get it. Not everybody wants to do STEM. I'm not saying you have to do STEM, but if you are going to study something that is non-STEM related or something that does not pay well, you need to have a plan on are you, are, if you're taking out student loans, how are you going to pay them back? And if you're studying something like marketing or finance, which is very competitive, right? If you're getting a degree that a lot of people can get, or a lot of people have, you will have more competition, which means you will have to stand out more. And in the case of like marketing or finance, you need to be in literally the top one percentile of people graduating across the nation, not at your school across the nation. That's a very competitive degree. And so a bunch of marketing majors graduate and they're like, well, why is it so hard for me to land a job? I was screwed. I was told that get a degree. No, like if you're a, a picking a competitive degree like that, you need to do very, very well. You need to land very, very good internships. And then you'll make a lot of money. The top percent of marketers and finance people make a ton of money. But the reason why STEM majors are paid so highly is because not a lot of people can do them. Not a lot of people want to do them. So supply and demand. State schools are a great option. I think that, like I said, where you go to school matters. Uh, you don't have to go to the most expensive school. It's not like you have to get into an Ivy League or bust. Uh, and actually private schools, a lot of the times I think can be stupid, especially depending on what you're studying. I think that you can go to a great public state, like four-year state school and get a phenomenal education and be in way less debt, if no debt at all. Many state schools, if you're from that state, will give scholarships out like candy. And that way you pay way less. Uh, or, you know, I think that so many people will, 
be like, oh, but I want to go to, this is my dream school. And again, they go study something that doesn't make a lot of money and they can be in literally a mortgage worth of debt, right? Sometimes upwards of like 200, $300,000 worth of debt. And at 18 years old with no plan to pay that back, you are potentially ruining your life, which is again, I understand why people say my college might be a scam. The fact that you can even go into that much debt, I think is ridiculous. But again, it is your decision. You're an adult, figure it out, figure out basically the smart financial decision, which a lot of times is going to a state school or going to a school that you can actually afford. In general, I would say don't go to online universities, online universities compared to in, like in-person universities, totally different experience for a lot of the reasons that I mentioned. And for the love of God, do not go to a for-profit university. You can literally Google is blah, 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 for-profit. For-profit universities are a business. They're not meant to give you the best education. They're meant to turn a profit on you. I mentioned how every other school that's non-for-profit that they're not trying to make money off of you. And in fact, it costs more money for them to send you there than you're paying. This is not true for for for-profit schools. And uh, I know many people who have been burned, burned, burned by for-profit universities. So do not go to one. Sort of wrapping up, for me, university was arguably the single best investment I have ever made, right? I went to Georgia Tech. I paid in-state tuition. That was $14,000 a year for a total of $56,000. And I graduated making over 150 grand per year. That's a pretty good ROI. Beyond that, I went to school, a total insecure nerd, uh, kind of socially uncalibrated. My EQ was probably a little low. I graduated, someone who's very confident in himself, someone who can walk into a room, command a room, and Again, I learned these skills in university. I applied myself a lot during university. I did very well during university. I held internships during university, which is again, that component of you have to put in a lot of effort as well. But if you put in the effort, I promise you can turn it into something fantastic. And again, it was arguably the single best investment I have ever made. You might think this is biased, totally fine. Um, I'm just offering my perspective on the whole college is a scam thing. Lastly, I just want to have a little blurb, right? There are alternatives. College is not for everyone. And I get that, right? Or maybe it's not for you right now. And maybe you'll come back to it later. Uh, but it's only a scam if you do not put any thought into it, right? It's not, you can't say universally college is a scam. It can be a scam if you do not do your due diligence and you do not put in the effort in. That's really it. Um, if this was interesting to you, or if you disagree, please leave a comment below. Um, if you are still watching now, where do you go to school? I'd be curious, or where are you applying to schools? And lastly, if you are enjoying these videos, please like, comment, subscribe. And if you're on any podcast platform, please give me five stars. Thank you guys so much for all the support. I really appreciate it. And I'll see you all in the next one.